Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Roundtable. This is episode number 50. I am your host, Kenny, and joining me for today's discussion are my good friends, Neil, Sarah, Vinny, Melody, and Haley. For today's roundtable topic, we're going to be discussing Disney princesses. As always, I'm not going to really talk too much before the conversation because it's a pretty long one and it was a lot of fun and we just want to jump on into it. But before we do, I just want to say that we recorded this last year before Encanto was released. So we don't discuss much of that until the end where we talk about how we are looking forward to it. And of course, we've all seen it by now, but uh, just wanted to give you guys uh, the time frame in which this was recorded. So let's go ahead and sit back, enjoy our roundtable discussion on Disney princesses. All right, it's time for our roundtable. And joining me for today's roundtable are my good friends, Neil. Hello. Vinny. Hi. Melody. Hi. Sarah. Hiya. And Haley. Jump in, jellyfish. <laughs> All right, we're discussing... Disney princesses. So we're just going to jump on into this. Okay. First of all, I didn't know this. I was doing my research for this. There are 12 official Disney princesses on the Disney website. And they are Snow White, obviously from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Cinderella from Cinderella, Aurora from Sleeping Beauty, Ariel from The Little Mermaid, Belle, Beauty and the Beast, Jasmine, Aladdin, Pocahontas, Pocahontas, Mulan, Mulan. Tiana, the Princess and the Frog, Rapunzel, Tangled, Mirda from Brave, and Moana from Moana. So those are the 12 Disney princesses. So my question to you, and I do have, it's not an official what makes a princess a princess, but I want to hear what your thoughts are on what makes a princess a princess. And then we can discuss, uh, or should I tell you what they say and see if you guys agree with them? Sure. Yeah, let's, let's hear the official line. Okay, yeah, this let's is, do that. This is, this, is a, this is online, so I don't know how official, unofficial it is, but they say, <laughs> Each Disney princess must meet the following requirements. The character must have a central role in the animated Disney Pixar film. That makes sense. The character must be human or have a humanoid appearance in the case of Ariel and formerly Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell used to be a princess, but she got removed from the official list. Uh, the character should not be the star of a sequel. The character must be royal by birth, royal by marriage, or do a heroic deed in the cases of Mulan. The character's film... Uh, should not have been an overwhelming success or an underwhelming failure, like solely with the case of Aurora. This explains the absence of Alonli and Kinda. And then along with the characters must have massive appeal and recognition toward viewers and audiences. So I think they made this for the current 12 to make it work with those current 12 people. So that's exactly what it sounds like. They're like, here's the people we want to sell the yeah. merchandise for. So yeah, this is what makes it, it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Yeah. But there's a bunch of sequels. Granted, they're straight to video, but there's sequels for Pocahontas, Ariel. Yes. I think I think the thing is like they can't be. I think they probably mean just the star of the sequel. Yes. So that's to rule out oh, characters okay. like okay. Princess Melody from Little Mermaid Two. Yes. Okay, um, I get that. Yeah, yeah, I guess I just thought that I was like, I know they're not as good as any. The sequels aren't as good, but they exist. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and discuss our idea of a Disney princess. What do we consider a Disney princess? Haley, you want to start us off? Okay. Well, traditionally, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking of 
you know, if they're royal by marriage or by family. And I thought of one of, you know, my favorite Disney movies, Moana. And Dwayne Johnson's character says, if you sing and you have an animal sidekick, you're a princess. And I really, <laughs> so it's very it. comical. It's those Maui, two things I, are required. I really love that concept. And I think that was a really cute, like tongue in cheek thing to happen. But I think that's what's really important if we include all the Disney princesses from the classical and modern is it's important that they're the protagonists and that they have something that that is either like helpful or overcome or they have this ability to, you know, do good or be good. And um, it's not just that they're the main character, but there's something um, about them that makes them more um, essential than some of the other characters. Mm -hmm. If if you step out of the, you know, traditional, the the title princess by marriage and by family, because I think that includes more of the characters. And I was listening to the list that you said, and I was thinking, okay, I wasn't sure why Anna and Elsa aren't included, because aren't they a royal family? So Frozen, I'd like to yeah. go back to the marketing thing. I was working at Disney when Frozen yeah. came out. Frozen okay. is just its own marketing thing. And that's why they're not oh. the princesses. Yeah, that's okay. what, that's, and that, that's actually why they removed Tinkerbell. Because she became oh, her own Tinker thing. Okay, okay. And so they removed her from the princess. Okay, because when I was picturing it, I was thinking of like, they're that protagonist role. There's like kindness and positivity and whatever they're doing, they're doing good. Yeah. for others and for you know the story so i was like well you know i would and, include and them as well technically they're queens okay well, just yeah. just elsa's the queen anna's still a princess that's true well, i guess yeah. that's true yeah 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 that's true so i guess actually spoilers for frozen 2 but like anna does become <laughs> the queen at the end of yeah because elsa decides to go live with the indigenous people yeah that, yeah that's true. so I, when i was reading too about everything before this uh, before our chat I, I was reading how when it comes down to marketing you know a lot of times the princesses in terms of the actual franchise like let you know disney sanctioned these are our 12 it's really to kind of keep those characters alive to keep selling things to keep you know wanting to buy t-shirts and clothes and mm -hmm. costumes and everything so anna and elsa are their own beast they're already selling things they don't need yeah. them to be a princess yeah um, they're they're doing great on their own, so they kind of skipped over them, if you will, in the in the kind of art order of all the films, and they went okay. right from Tangled to Moana, and you know Frozen should have been in the middle between before Moana, mm -hmm. um, yeah, and they skipped them. So I think what'll happen is you know, however many years from now we'll probably be old and weathered and still doing these zoom uh interviews yeah. but you know when they need to kind of like re rebring anna and elsa back into the fold and like get them interested they'll probably bring them into the disney princess, princess. i think like yeah collection then yeah because there were like as i mentioned because tinkerbell is not the only one that's been de-princessed yeah we have, uh, esmeralda was a princess for a while oh, yeah. yeah same with oh, jane, jane porter was a princess Oh, the reason that okay. they, I know the reason I <laughs> look at Sarah's face. The reason that they got rid of them is because they were not popular. Oh, so if okay. they don't bring in the money, they lose That's the title what... of princess. And so they yeah. got, they, they got nixed. I guess uh, that me just buying all the merch wasn't enough money for. No, <laughs> unfortunately, no, <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> can, yeah. Can we take a moment and, pre and appreciate Esmeralda? She is an amazing character and really underrated and just. Yeah. Oh fabulous. yeah. She didn't yeah. click for some reason with people. 
Well, it's merchandise. Yeah, that's. I feel like they would she would click with kids today, but I. When we get to who's your favorite Disney princess, I'll have a lot to say about okay. this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, and I mean Tinkerbell, she's so popular. Like she doesn't even need to be a princess because she's like her own. Yeah. yeah. But then I was reading too. Like there's all these like f- um, female characters from Disney films that you could like you could kind of like shoehorn them in if you wanted to like Wendy Darling from Peter Pan and mm-hmm. there's like Meg from Oh yeah I believe you know there's tw- 31 people Yeah yeah, yeah there's so many un- they're unofficial Disney princesses Right Yeah so like if if you were to ask my you know 6-year-old niece about like who her Disney favorite Disney princess was she would say Anna but like technically, uh, you know, her uh, uncle can't really say, well, actually, Kaylee, like Anna's not a Disney princess, but, you know, <laughs> to, to a little kid. Sure. That, that works. So, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of unofficial ones that I'm sure sell a lot of merchandise and are loved by lots of people. So it just yeah. comes down to like if you consider them the official ones or not. Yeah. Yeah. So then you tell me, what do you consider an official Disney princess? Do you agree with them? Royal family married someone to royal? Well, when when I first heard the question, my first thought was, okay, they either have to be royal themselves, marry into royal, or be like in the a leadership role, like like in the Mo- case of Moana or yeah, Mo- like a chief's oh, Mo- daughter. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, but then I started to think about it, and there are so many, there are some that don't kind of fit in there, and so I think it goes down, it goes back to what Haley was saying. It's like a character who's central to the story. Um, and it's interesting too that like you know Aladdin is Aladdin and Jasmine is not the main character in you know Aladdin, but she's a Disney princess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's someone that is central to the character, central to the plot, and is like doing some kind of good or changing the story in some way. Um, and that's what to me would make them like a Disney princess. If that makes gotcha. sense. Yeah. No, it's great. Sarah, do you have any additional thoughts? I feel like I'm on my own island here, and I have all completely disagreed with Disney's justification of who they put into their Disney princess category mm-hmm. because Mulan is not a princess. I know she's done some heroic things, but she's on her own level of amazing that doesn't like she needs her own title and shouldn't be shoved in with princesses. Um, I don't Moana and Pocahontas also aren't princesses. If you go by their own cultures, calling them a princess is rather insulting. Mm. So like, that's kind of where I sit on that. Like, if, So you think it should be Royal birth or, or married or royal. married. Like dive in, the, like you know, Tiana skates in there barely, and like Naveen was disowned by his family. So then there's that whole technical thing of is he still technically it seems royalty? Like they reowned him though, because they were at the wedding. At the end. Right. So it's like okay, we forgive you because you're married. <laughs> and, and adorable girl. Uh, so like that's kind of where I sit on it, and I have this discussion with friends all the time. I'm like, that is not a princess. That is not a princess. Like where's like Kita from Atlantis? She's a princess. She's actually yep. a princess. She's on my, she's uh, on my list, yeah. Of, oh, she's Justice for too. Kita. Yeah, Justice <laughs> yeah. for Atlantis, man. That yeah, movie's no. fantastic. Yeah. So that's my own little island. If they're not born into it, they're married into it, they're not a princess. I'm right there with you, Sarah. So <laughs> I didn't. I was reading this. And I, I was talking to a friend earlier, and I'm like, why is Moana, why is Pocahontas a princess? Because why is she an official? And then he was like, well, you know, she's a chief's daughter. And I'm like, I guess you can fidget that way and say, sure, but she's not royalty it's not so to my idea a princess right. is a princess you know well is it that i guess we're talking disney but like that idea that every girl is a princess in her own way mm-hmm. and that goes back to the story a little princess and like no matter who you are where you're from yeah. but when you put disney in front of it that's when it 
yeah. it's like more specific to yeah yeah this kind of segues into like my idea of who should be on the disney princess oh if yes I go right ahead yeah yeah okay so what is the marketing purpose of a disney princess and it's like is it to keep female characters front and center for marketing to sell to girls and now boys because little boys are now starting to buy more princess gear, whether it's like Elena of Avalor or like Moana. Mm-hmm. And like if the point of if we decide that the social good of having Disney princesses is to uh, like lift female characters in animation, uh, then I think that all female Disney heroines should be Disney princesses. Mm. Mm-hmm. including like Wendy, Alice, and then other princesses like Ilami or Kida. And that's my take because it's okay. like, I feel like it's so nebulous anyways, as other people are saying. And then like, do we want to use the Disney princess label to only uplift people who are princesses or marry into being princesses? Mm-hmm. Like that also seems kind of shady. So so you're like, none are all. Yeah, I feel like it's all of them. Let's everyone's Disney princess. <laughs> I mean, right. We could nitpick categories like too, from like a Disney princess to Disney heroine. Oh, that's what I was saying. Like a Disney warrior, war, you know, mm-hmm. someone who's strong and, you know, because there's that's, I think, the princesses. Well, we'll get to that. I don't want to jump ahead <laughs> next. So, Neil, do you have any thoughts about what you consider a Disney princess? Wow, I think I, my brain just paper locked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I see, I, I, I started with the thing of the lineage and, and, the Burt marriage or, you know, but I think that it would be limiting to say, you know, especially now with the, what, cause you've got little girls, like I have two granddaughters, three and four, that they're going to be whatever they want to be. And I think it's, it's empowering for, and and little boys too. But I think the the idea that anybody can be a princess, Mm. you know, anybody, look, I can do this. I can do great things like mm-hmm. Mulan and Moana and Pocahontas or, or even, you know, the newer ones, you know, they're getting more powerful and stronger. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's very empower, empowering to little kids. You know, I th- there was a movie I just watched, uh, Palmer or the little boy dressed like a princess. And it was a fantastic movie with Justin Timberlake, but it makes me think of that, that, you know, supporting be, you know, Hey, be the best that you can be, mm-hmm. you know, and if that's a Disney princess, then, you know, they're putting that out there. And I think it's it's very empowering for little yeah. kids. Yeah. Cool. So that's how All I right. feel. So it's a, we have a, a varying degree of what we consider Disney princesses. Uh, but then we all agree. I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing. Well, I don't know. Melody might not like the idea. Of no, it's Disney okay. Princess. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, Kenny, I, I mean, love Disney princesses so I know, much. I know. I, I'm, I, and I'm right there with you. I understand when you're saying just make them all Disney princesses if you're going to make some of them. Yeah. You know, that's what I mean, unless, unless, unless you just do lineage and that's it. So if you have just royalty, those are princesses. Everybody else is a different Disney category. Yeah. Something yeah. You know, like heroine or warrior or, you know, I don't, what is a female warrior? There's not. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. Mean, something like that, or you just make them all and everybody, yeah. can be, you know, I think it, it's interesting too, with, with Disney, you know, kind of taking over Marvel and now Fox and everything too. It's like people then say like, Oh, Lisa Simpson now is a Disney princess and, well, you got princess Leia. and black widow. Yeah. So it's, it becomes then does, is everybody then a Disney princess? And if they are, that's fantastic too. Yes. Or does it really come down to 
Disney's saying, okay, we're going to do like, you know, what do they do? One a year, one every couple of years. And it's really just to have this like collection that they can sell t-shirts and coloring books. And it's like these 12 people. And they kind of then will add on different rules and phase people out and bring new people in to really make it kind of like their marketing strategy. Yeah. But if you just ask like in terms of like to, to us, what does it mean? I completely agree with the sense that it's like badass people, yeah. especially yeah. badass women. Cause I like yeah. that idea because we used to have plenty of badass men. Like let's get some badass women and celebrate them. So yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and, and honestly, it's all about money and that's Disney is, is meant to make money. So they're going to do, they're not, I don't think they're in about social justice. They're not into it about, you know, making little girls feel good. It's great that they do, but it, it, like I said, they had Esmeralda who was a princess. Guess what? Liberals didn't like her for whatever reason. They dumped her as a princess because she wasn't making money. Yeah. You know. When I was reading too on on Wikipedia, where you know I'm sure all the information is correct, <laughs> it was saying that um, I guess the idea for the Disney Princess like collection came up in uh, the person that was in charge of merchandising for Disney at the time was at I want to say it was like Disney on Ice, and they were like buying concessions and looked around, and there was all these little girls dressed as princesses, but like your typical run of the mill bought from Spirit Halloween princess costume, and he mm-hmm. thought, oh crap, if people are buying this, like we can make it a a bell dress and charge probably twice as much money and yeah that's like when the light bulb went off that we should have this collection of stuff so yeah yeah it is it is all money driven <laughs> when it, it comes down to it but i mean but that's all industries that way so yeah all right so now that we've kind of established disney princesses let's talk about our favorite disney princess and this is the animated version because i broke into two categories because we are getting more live action stuff and i don't know if that character is going to differ from your animated to your live action so i figured we'll split it so let's start with animated princess favorite princess let's start with melody okay so there's three answers to this just (laughs) simply because what is a disney princess right so my favorite disney princess who's a princess but has never been part of the Disney princess line is Charlotte LaBeouf from Princess and the Frog um, because she's hilarious and uh, also just like very good hearted um, and loyal to her friends and willing to give up everything she's ever dreamed for to support the dream of her friends. Mm -hmm. Um, My favorite Disney princess who used to be a princess but is no longer a princess and is actually my, well, no, actually she's my all-time favorite. So my favorite of the 12 Disney princesses is Rapunzel. Okay. Because I feel like Rapunzel's greatest strength is like being herself despite everything else. Like she lives in an abusive home and knows no other, no one else. And yet she still has this incredibly strong self sense of self, which is so strong that it helps also bring out other people's true selves, whether it's like the um the guys in the snuggly duckling or Finn Rider and helps them be better people just mm-hmm. by the act of being brave enough to believe in herself and and go after what she wants. And I think that's a really admirable quality. And also she's funny. They're all funny. That's the mm-hmm. through line here. Uh, and then my favorite all-time Disney princess who used to be a Disney princess, but it's no longer is Esmeralda. And it's because I really identify with Esmeralda so much because she really fights for what she believes in, even if every single other person is against her, even if it has consequences for herself and her community, like she is there fighting the good fight. Um, And I do genuinely feel like the Hunchback of Notre Dame is just like so relevant today and so underrated. And Esmeralda is such like an underrated Disney princess. I feel like if they hyped her up more, she would really resonate with a lot of the kids, the things that like kids are dealing with today about like being a member of their community and like growing up and learning what the world is about. Cool. All right. How about you, Vinny? 
Mine's a boring answer, but it definitely is Ariel. Okay. Well, that's not boring. Well, Ariel's amazing. <laughs> she is amazing. I think what I love about her is, well, when Little Mermaid came out, I was seven years old, I think. So I was like at that prime, like going to go see a Disney movie with my family mm-hmm. and absolutely just like fell in love with everything about the film, like the music, the laughter, the animation. I'm also like a big Greek and Roman mythology kind of nerd. Oh, so the whole like yeah. King Triton like that yep. was like right up my alley. So I think that that's what kind of why I gravitate a lot towards her. And I, I know she, she comes under some flack, especially recently because she gave up her, you know, fin to get legs and meet a man. But um, <laughs> I like to think of it as the sense that she had, she was active. She was like, I like Prince Eric, who's the hottest Disney prince in my opinion as well. And she's like, I want legs. I'm going to figure out how to do this and went right to Ursula to get them. So that's that's my uh, my case for Ariel, but I, I love her. She's my favorite. Cool. How about you, Sarah? Um, I have a multi answer too, in the okay. way that like classic princess and then newer princess. So my favorite classic princess is Sleeping Beauty, and she gets a lot of flack because I was like, she's asleep her whole movie. I'm like, do you not watch the front half of it? It's all her. <laughs> And then she sleeps for the ending. I'm sorry. That just happens. Um, But I think I fell in love with her when I was young because she looked like me. I was like this little, very blonde little girl. I fell in love with her song. I find Philip to be the most attractive prince with Eric a very close second. And I think she's got the coolest villain. Like there's no one better than Maleficent. So um, she just kind of resonates with, with me and her like very, she's very dreamy and naive and whimsical and um I just kind of love that about her. And then when she mm-hmm. gets shoved into being forced to do something, she like reluctantly does it, but she still hates it. Uh, and then newer for someone I don't consider a princess, but is my favorite of the Disney princesses is Mulan. Because I think Mulan is just an incredible character who has strength and family values and like goes and protects her father and like to become this most, um, the most amazing heroine for this like mm-hmm. Chinese lore. Yeah. And she doesn't do it for a man and she pretends to be a man and it's like a whole thing. It's great. So like, she's my second favorite that cool. if I was to ever kick Sleeping Beauty Aurora out of the way, <laughs> Mulan would take over. Great. Great. How about you, Neil? My favorite is, well, it's going to have to be Elsa. <laughs> okay. I, I know she's not on the list, but Yay. it's Disney. She's, She's she not princess. She was a princess. I mean, she's right. A queen, and so. When mother and father passed. Well, we've yeah. all seen it. Spoiler alert! Like, yeah. yeah. If you haven't seen yeah, it, yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it, yeah. Listening to a Disney princess <laughs> podcast, you should see most of the. Yeah, but I her strength and the struggles that she goes through. Mm-hmm. I just she's a very strong character, and and I've seen the movies a million times with two little with granddaughters. Yes, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I still love it too. They, they want to watch different stuff now. I'm like, no, let's watch Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she's my favorite. Cool. How about you, Haley? Well, my favorite classic animated Disney princess is Ariel, and I. I remember Little Mermaid was the came out in 1989. I was about four years old. It was the very first movie I saw in theaters. And I remember that opening scene with the music and all the mermaids swimming. And that I just have such a strong, yeah, such a strong memory to that music and the movie. And I know that Ariel gets a bad rap because, you know, she fell in love and then rushed to leave her family to be with this guy. But what I want to say about Ariel is, for me, I'm, I, have a, I have a background in marine biology, so I've always loved the ocean and I've loved mermaids. So, like, the primary for me as a kid, 
when I wanted all the merchandise and all this, everything aerial after I saw that movie was the whole aspect of the ocean and how she's a mermaid. And I actually went when I was a little girl and saw the wiki watchy mermaids in Florida, which are performers. And so I've just mermaids. I just love mermaids. And the thing about Ariel is she was fascinated with humans before she met Eric. She had thingamabobs, who's mm-hmm. it's, what's it's, all that collection. And one thing about her that, I mean, she has a very strong relationship with her father, which I identify with, but her father was actually very judgmental in a way about an outside group of people and other groups of people. And she was open to learning new things and welcoming other cultures and other people. And that's what the humans were. And yes, there was the fact, of course, fishing and all the things they talked about, which is understandable. But I think that was what I really liked about her is her curiosity. And she was very open-minded and willing you know, to, t- to take risks and do. She did something good. She saved a human's life that she didn't even know yet. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, she made very irrational decisions working with a, a sea witch. And there's a lot of that to think about how, you know, she kind of rushed to do that. But she's also represented as a teenager or as a young mermaid. And we don't like if we think about her relationship with her family and her parents and all her older sisters, she was the one that wanted to rebel and wanted to explore. And I think that curiosity, aside from the fact that she is a mermaid and I just love the ocean, I, I've always just really loved Ariel and I try to, you know, I think all, and we're, since we're talking about animated, I think all the princesses, it's like before the nineties, there's all a connection to them being in love with a prince or finding a prince, or they have to have a prince. So she falls in that category, but she's still, you know, she was always going to be my favorite princess. And um, I'm going to add for animated modern would be Moana because once again, I love the connection to the ocean and she is so different from Ariel. I mean, there's some similarities because they have that connection to nature and the ocean and being brave and exploring, but there's no prince. It's all about her helping her mm-hmm. family and her tribe. And I really, I, I, I love what she goes against so many odds to, you know, overcome and be that. And I know she doesn't have the title princess. Technically it's the chief's daughter, which goes back to our earlier conversation. So yeah. that is. But if I had to pick just one overall, yes, it is Ariel. Very cool. And for me, it would be uh, Belle. I, I've always loved Belle. I love, I just, I've always been attracted to uh, smart girls and book smart girls. And I just love her enthusiasm, her innocence. I love the fact that she can see the kind soul in this beast, you know, because he was, he was horrible to her, but she's still. In the end, she falls in love with him as the beast. You know, she didn't know he was going to turn back into a prince. You know, and I, I liked that aspect of it. And I, I just like, I liked her story. I liked her songs. I liked just the time it was set in the castle. You know, all the enchantment. I'm huge into fantasy. So that was more fantastical for me. And I just, I do remember that vividly. I mean, I wasn't young when I saw this because obviously I'm older than all you guys. But, well, maybe Neil's my age, but still. Uh, You're a couple of years older than me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Yeah, so, Belle would be my favorite animated character. Uh, a little but, Stockholm Syndrome never hurt anybody, right? But I also just feel like, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of like a reductive reading on the same level that, like, Ariel's switch her legs for a man. Like, yeah. Ariel's legs was, like, totally her own self-actualization. And Belle only starts liking the Beast after he stops being a complete jerk. So I feel like that's kind of like 
the opposite of Stockholm syndrome because it's not you, the same behavior suddenly changing in your mind, oh, but yeah. a different you reacting differently to a different set of behaviors. Hmm. I just, I, there's a, I'm sure, well, Melody, you probably know, but you can look at each princess and there's like something inherently, and the early princess is inherently wrong with the situation that they're in with the prince or the other character in the, um, in the story. And that's one of the ones about Belle, but I really actually like her too. Yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, the second question. So now we're going to be discussing uh, Disney princesses or what we call princesses in live action. Since live action seems to be the new trend Disney's doing and they're releasing all of our classic movies live action. So let's go ahead and start with Sarah. Who's your favorite live action Disney princess? This is hard for me because I feel like when you when you prepped us and said what you were going to ask us this, I'm like, who is my favorite one? Because I don't feel like they change much. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the movies have been updated a little bit, but Cinderella is still Cinderella. Belle is still Belle. You know, Aurora, I think is more soft and quaint and I don't really care for her in the Maleficent movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I have to choose one, I'm going to say Belle for sure. And uh, Emma Watson's portrayal of her, I think is really, really strong. And they updated her character just enough mm-hmm. for me to really, really like her. Yeah, cool. How about Melody? If this is cheating, I can pick another one. But um, I think my favorite live action Disney princess is the Brandy Cinderella, which is also okay. a Disney movie. Yeah. I like, I'm honestly like, and I don't mean this like to offense anyone who likes, I'm not a huge fan of the newer live action Disney mm-hmm. movie. No one's offended. Go for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, I agree with Sarah. I don't feel like they're enough of their own thing. And they seem to be responding to like weird criticisms instead of like trying to be their own thing with, I guess the exception of the Mulan movie, which is like its own, like let's make a Wuja Mulan film. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like the Brandy Cinderella, it's its own thing. And is she different? I see, I haven't seen that. So is yeah, it Yeah, so it's still Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella. Okay. They made it in like the nineties. I want to say it's in 1990. I remember when it came out. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's, it's Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella. So it's just like its own, it's its own thing. And it's just like a delightful movie and brandy is like very sweet and believable as cinderella cool how about you neil well now i'm looking at melody with her jasmine outfit on and (laughs) you know what i i I really enjoyed the live action version of aladdin with will Mm -hmm. smith and Mm -hmm. the unknown unknown actors that they use for aladdin and jasmine Mm -hmm. and i thought jasmine's role was a lot bigger i thought in the live action version oh yeah they gave her a whole extra song yeah and and um going back to cinderella my wife was just saying she there's a new one out uh, it's on netflix or prime or something billy porter plays the oh yeah i haven't seen that one yet either she said that's fantastic she said i want to see that she said that's her favorite disney princess is the cinderella (laughs) in this new movie because she said this new movie is fantastic so i have to watch it but oh cool okay live action now i haven't seen mulan because i I heard things about it and how it was so different than the, the original. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of put me off my biscuits, but I really enjoyed Jasmine's part in uh, in the remake. Cool. In live action. Very cool. How about you, Haley? So I'm going to, you said live action live princess action. in Disney. Correct. <laughs> and I have a defense here. Princess Shuri of Wakanda. Is okay. my favorite live oh. action. She Disney is a princess. princess. I mean, she is a princess. She is an a royal princess. family. Yeah. She's an official princess. Yep. And she, um, you know, she's part of Disney now. 
And she is an amazing character. She is, I mean, if we're talking about, you know, a character that's a princess that is a good role model for girls, like she's the head scientist and technology of her, of the whole kingdom of Wakanda. Mm -hmm. And she even challenges, you know, her brother, who's, you know, the king and pushing him to, you know, expand and try new things. Mm -hmm. And um, she's just such a badass. And I, Princess Shuri, I love, I love her style. And I love the way that she comes up with the tech in the movie and the way she stands up for herself and for her people. And, and it's also something that, you know, when Wakanda's realizing what they can do to help other communities, she's there, um, you know, starting that up. And that's really amazing as a, I think that identifies her as a princess for sure. As a Disney princess. Cool. Can I change my answer? (laughs) (laughs) I thought about this and there's a, there's a meme. It's a, there's great Disney memes, but it's like, who's your favorite Disney princess? And it's, it's like me, princess Shuri of Wakanda, but no princess Shuri of Wakanda. And it's like, but wait, it, Princess is the person yelling it over and over again. And I was like, that's awesome. Nice. How about you, Vinny? I'll give two answers. One being my official like Disney princess, if we're going by the rules, and that would be uh, Belle. I think Emma Watson did a fantastic job. Also a big Harry Potter fan. So I feel like the character is very similar to Hermione. So mm-hmm. to see her kind of like play that same kind of character, but in a different way was really great. And I like the live action um, Beauty and the Beast a lot. Um, and then my kind of cheater answer almost, but again, sticking to the like, Disney and the princess. Mm-hmm. And this was, I, I asked the question to my husband earlier and this was his answer. So I'm stealing it was uh, princess Amelia Mignonette Dermopolis Grimaldi Rinaldi, who's from Anne Hathaway's character from princess diaries because she is amazing. Yeah. And, oh. uh, both the first and second film are fantastic. Um, I think the coronation scene in the second film is like one of my favorite all time things. So yeah, I think, and and Hathaway is amazing. So I, I choose her as my kind of second answer. Nice, nice. For mine, it would be Belle. I still, she, I, I'm a huge Emma yeah. Watson fan and loved Harry Potter. And uh, I loved her interpretation of the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was similar enough. I still loved it. The singing, the way she looked. It's just everything about, I just like, I truly do like Belle as a character. And I think it was similar enough in both live action and the cartoon that my answer is for both. I, I think like, also something we didn't say, but classic Belle, her dress is like so iconic. Oh yeah. And yeah. I'm it's just something that when you talk about merchandise and yeah. it, I yeah. mean she's an amazing character, but like her, yeah, her whole like that that scene is really awesome. Yeah, and that's another versions. reason they, they got rid of Jane because her dress was yellow as well. And it had oh, they could have, yeah. They could have the, oh, that's well, too bad. Yeah, they couldn't have two princesses with yellow dresses. Oh man, come on, Disney! So. I know. It's along the same reason why Aurora's dress is pink, even though it's blue. Yep. Yeah, make it pink, make it blue. But it's because yeah. Cinderella's yeah. dress is blue and not white for merchandise. Oh. They can't have two blues, and it upsets me because it's better in blue. We yeah. could have a. Oh my gosh, we could have a whole episode on their Disney princess dresses and outfits. Yeah. Well, yeah. look at Ariel oh too. Like, like Ariel always has that big poofy dress on because oh, they... it's not. It's not good. I'm gonna. I, she's my favorite, but, but her like blue dress is one terrible. is really cute when she's in like on in the carriage and going around the town. Like that's the yeah. Thing. Oh yeah, the yeah. one with like the corset. That's a great outfit. Yes, I had that doll, and that was like yeah, 
the the poofy sleeves. That so was so nineties. Yeah, it was nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, it's iconic uh, in a different way. <laughs> very cool. All right, let's move on to another. So obviously. Most of the princesses, I don't know if all of them had this, but most of them had cute, funny sidekicks. Always an, usually an animal, sometimes inanimate objects in, you know, with Belle. But they're always cute, and they always add to the relationship to the princess. And to, it just, it's just some fun stuff with the sidekick. So I want to know who your favorite sidekick is and why. Vinny, you want to start us off? Sure. And uh, I apologize to Flounder because I'm not choosing him. But uh, <laughs> I have to go with Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether from Sleeping Beauty. Because mm. uh, I, I think they bring such a comedic element to the film uh, and the story in general. And the scene of them like planning her birthday party with the cake and the dress colors is one of my favorite scenes of like any Disney movie. So mm. I definitely have to go with them. Even though when I first thought of the question, Flounder was my first answer. But I, I switched. Sorry, Flounder. <laughs> That's fine. Good. How about you, Sarah? Um, I'm going with another breaking of rules thing of my own standards. <laughs> and I'm going to say Miko from Pocahontas. Because uh, yeah! just like, oh. he's so mischievous and adorable. And there's so much comedy that comes from him. And it weirdly goes into like the lore of the Native Americans in that area that they've like kind of learned that they had kind of raccoons as pets, which I just recently learned about. Um, so I was like, oh, look at that. It's actually like factual and he's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. How about you, Neil? Um, Mushu is my favorite. I love Eddie yeah. Murphy and that character. Just, I, I'd love to watch it just for him. Yeah. Cause he makes me, it just makes me laugh. It's so funny. The yeah. comedy is just nonstop. I cool. think I quote Mushu like once a week. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. <laughs> Nice. How about you, Melody? This is hard because there's like so many really, really good ones. Give me um, your top three. Okay. Well, no, I'm just going <laughs> to give my top one and then also okay. shout out to my second fave. So I think my top favorite is Lumiere. I really, I mean, he's hilarious. Uh, he's got a lot of style. Um, mm -hmm. And I also like that the side, the sidekicks and Beauty and the Beast have their own relationship with other characters mm -hmm. outside of Belle and kind of like have their own lives before and after she enters their lives. And I think that just makes them like kind of richer characters, um, but mm -hmm. also like Lumiere is like really dope. And then just shout out to Lewis from Princess and the Frog because he is also, he's Michael Leon Woolley and he just wants to play the uh, trumpet and get get rid of racist bankers and and that's something i support nice Haley, how about you so i'm also not gonna pick flounder sorry he's such a guppy but i my favorite is miko and foot i'm with sarah i love i love miko he's cute and mischievous and his interaction with percy throughout the entire film and i also i love hummingbirds so i love that Flit was like the, you know, trying to keep things together and trying to be the voice of reason among the, the sidekicks, which I, when I hear that, I always automatically go to animal sidekicks. And I love mm. that everyone shared different types of sidekicks. Pocahontas is my second favorite princess and the connection in nature and yeah, her, her animals around her. I just love that. I'm going to give a shout out because it's important to Raja because I love, like I said, I, when I hear sidekick, I think of animals and um, he was protective of Jasmine and loyal and who uh, like a little girl who wouldn't want a giant pet tiger 
um, <laughs> as your protector. And th- he's just an awesome, awesome yeah. character, too. Yeah. Well, Melody took mine. Lumiere was my favorite psychic for a good reason. I mean, he, she put it perfectly of who he was. And I love the fact that he was not just a sidekick. He was a main character, you know, a side character, but had other stories going on as well. For honorable mention, I would do, how do you do it? Says it, hey, hey. The chicken. Oh, the chicken. Hey, 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 it was golden. <laughs> I love that. He did nothing the entire time. It was the best yeah. sidekick. Yeah. You know, even the water had annoyed did, with him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love the fact that he, he would have died a million times, but for some reason he didn't. I, say, I feel like you have characters that are classified as like too dumb to live, but like, hey, hey, is just like too dumb to die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. When. Yeah. The my favorite hey hey moment is when they're out in the open ocean and it pans dun, 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 and it like goes out and how far away they are from land and his little beady eye is just like ah, like in terror. <laughs> There's no lines or anything. That was hilarious. I, yeah. I still laugh to this day when I watch that. So scene. yeah, he's a close second to Lumiere for me. Cool. All right. So here's our last question. And this one I think is going to be a lot of fun. I just want to, and this one just, I, it, it wasn't one of my initial questions. And then yesterday when I was uh, te- uh, texting you guys, it just kind of hit me. I'm like, God, Disney princesses have changed from Snow White, the very first Disney princess to Moana, the very last Disney princess. And it, how can I put this? I want it's going to be a touchy, a touchy t- topic just because it was, is it good that they changed, you know, do, because they did show, you know, because like we've mentioned many times during the podcast that the older princesses or the original princesses, the classic princesses, what we'll call them, were more damsels in distress. They were lovelorn for a man waiting for a man to come save them. And now these newer princesses, I mean, in the case of Moana, there is not even a man there. It's all about family and saving her tribe, you know, that type of thing. So I just want to have a really, you know, maybe about 15 minute discussion on on the changes that princesses have gone through. Is it a good thing? What do you like about the newer ones? What do you like about the older ones? Stuff like that. So uh, anybody want to start us off? Uh, sure, I'll start it. Um, okay. <laughs> Sarah will start it. Um, <laughs> I'll say I think that the princesses needed to change. You know, they originally were just based off of old folklore that we, like, you either read it or you didn't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they started with kind of how women were for a very long time. And then as we as a society change, our princesses need to change. And so, yes, some of them still have princes, some don't. Some are very independent women living on their own. It's kind of like with Frozen, you have Elsa, who's her own person and figuring out who she is. And Mm -hmm. Anna still follows the traditional route of falling in love with someone and marrying them. And Mm -hmm. I think that especially shows that there's nothing wrong with either direction. Because I think a whole lot of the older princesses is being bad and bad examples. And this is not how our girls, like who our girls should look up to. And Mm I, and I feel like it can go either way and whichever way you choose to be or whoever you are, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think frozen is a perfect example of that. Cool. Yeah. How about you, Haley? Sarah put it great. I think it's kind of needs to, so the way that princesses, Disney princesses are portrayed needs to change with the times because things have changed. And the ones prior to 1990 are from the classic, you know, folklore. And of course the original little mermaid on Christian Anderson story is, horrifying do not read it 
Yeah, I told Haley, so I watched Han Christian Anderson's Little Mermaid back in the 70s. I was like six or seven years old. It's an it's a, it's a animated movie. I watched it. Uh, spoiler, <laughs> she turns into foam at the end and Flounder uh, jumps through her foam yelling her name or crying her name. I bawled yeah. in the bathroom for, I'm not kidding, for an hour. Well, yeah, she has to use it, a knife to yeah, cut her. It put me off. Like, yeah, I didn't watch Little Mermaid when it came out. <laughs> it took me about 13 years to watch it. <laughs> and then finally oh. I went to watch it. And I'm like, of course they're going to, it's Disney. They're going to change the ending. They're not going to. But I was so traumatized as a child that I, it put me off watching that movie. I agree. I feel like it's weird that people think Hans Christian Andersen stories are for children. I was in a dollar. I was in a Dollar Tree when I was a kid. We were like just buying stuff, and I read a Hans Christian Andersen illustrated storybook they had to the Little Mash Girl. Cue to my mom, like with groceries coming around the corner, being like, "Why is my child bawling in the middle of like the toy section?" Yeah, it's, and I mean the the animated Disney stories even the classic princesses, they've obviously changed a lot from the folklore. They're all a lot darker, the original stories, but that's still not enough for how things are today. And I think that's, what's really important about the modern Disney princess, um, you know, Rapunzel, Mulan, Pocahontas, they can even be shifted more that direction because they don't follow necessarily the traditional. And of course, Moana, Elsa, Anna, Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's what's really exciting about to see where, you know, what Disney's doing with the next princesses or the next stories, because you're getting a way for girls to have like a character that, you know, is empowering, but they can also still like the, you know, the classic, some of the classic characters, as long as they don't read the real classic. So just don't, don't do the <laughs> actual classic, just stick to the Disney version. And then yeah. you're okay. I mean, Anastasia and Drizella cutting their feet and toes off to fit in their oh, foot. Yes. Oh Disney my gosh. Yes. Like, Cinderella. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. I mean, I oh feel like gosh. that's when you're just glad that it's a glass slipper because if it were an actual like regular cloth slipper, you'd never get that blood out. <laughs> oh, I know. Right. Like, but then I think about it being like see-through like clear and it's like you're just shoving a bloody stump into a put like jar. strawberry jello in Tupperware <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is why you don't look at the classics yeah. <laughs> I know uh, Vinny what are your thoughts I completely agree I feel like they needed to kind of bring them more into the independent thinking and and less, you know, damsel in distress, less focused on men in the story too. I think the fact that Moana, there's no man besides Maui, it's not a love interest at all. Mm-hmm. And even he, he's a demigod, as we know um, <laughs> from his song. Yeah. Um, and Merida too, you know, she has love interests, but she's not interested in them. Yeah. I think that that's awesome. Um, I think that hopefully that becomes more of the kind of impetus to it. And it's not relying on, on men um, or any kind of romantic situation at all. Um, but I'm always interested to see like what the next thing is going to be. So yeah. I remember reading about, about brave when it was called like the bear and the bow or something. And, mm-hmm. and I had no idea that it was going to be like a Disney princess kind of film. So I, I'm always just interested to hear or see what the next one is going to be, because I actually haven't seen Raya and the dragon yet. But I, I imagine it's that so she good. will be it's like awesome. awesome. Yeah. So good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah. and Vinny, I'm glad you brought up Mirida because she always gets overlooked and she's so badass. And yeah. her and her horse and her whole yeah, I she's yeah. great. And that's another good example. I 
I don't, it, it happens. I'm like, she always gets, there's, it's like her Esmeralda, they get overlooked and they're really amazing. Do you think it's because there's no music in Brave that it's kind of doesn't stick with people? Maybe. I mean, it's not the red hair because look at Ariel. So, <laughs> and she has really cute animals and, you know, I think it's, yeah. I think the music is a big part of it, but Melody, what do you, I want to know. I was going to say, Disney, I but. would just like to say Touch the Sky is a bop, which is the song for Brave. <laughs> Um, of course, like no one sings it. It's like Tarzan yeah. style, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a beautiful song. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think also like, I feel like Meredith is one of those ones that's been like in and out of the official lineup, probably in part because mm-hmm. she's a Pixar princess. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. But I, I wonder if she'll become more popular because no one can understand Meredith speaking Scottish was a meme, was such a big meme for a long yeah. time. Or like, I'm not sure what, separates brave to people from stories like frozen or moana or um like raya because it is kind of the same way where it's like more action oriented and like more about like i mean it's not even really about her rejecting suitors that's like the premise right but it's really about like her connection with her mother um yeah i mean the overall and and it's weird because you i mean i liked brave but i didn't like it as much as raya or and i don't know why because like you said, the, I love the character. I love the fact that she's strong-willed, has her own opinion about everything, wasn't going to let anyone marry her just to marry her, you know. When was the last time you watched it, though? I Since it came out in the theaters. I saw it in the theater. Because I, I just re- recently, like, rewatched it, and yeah. it's really, it's I so should incredible. do a rewatch. It's really incredible. It. Yeah. yeah, it's like when it's fresh in your mind. Yeah. Um, but it could be music as well, like Vinny was saying, because yeah. I've frozen. I've seen it a million times. I have no kids. I had no. I went to the theater <laughs> lots of times to see it, and I have it, and I watch it, you know, regularly. Um, and I have the soundtrack, and I know all the songs, and I sing. Yeah, all the yeah. So it's yeah. that type of thing. I, I, and like Raya, I just recently saw. It. I didn't see it when it was a big fad. I yeah. saw it uh, late in it, but I totally fell in love with it. It was yeah. one of my new favorites. Just the, that's beautiful. I gotta watch it this weekend. Yeah, yes, really good. You definitely need, it's just incredible. I it's mean, beautiful it was, story. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw that Ooh. one and I saw Luca. 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 I, Luca, Luca. Oh. I mean, Luca I was like, so I watched both of them in this back to back. So I watched Luca first, fell in love with yeah. it, and then that music Raya. is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those. Yeah. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. Is here. Um, wait, I have a I have a question though. I was yes. just curious. Is was Merida the first Pixar or digital? Tang- was it Tangled? Yeah, so or Tangled was, was the first CGI one, but okay, okay. But Brave was the first Pixar and only Pixar one. Pixar Princess. Okay, I'm just yeah. trying to think in the timeline if that was a yeah. factor as well. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Tangled was, yeah. I believe, 2010, and then okay. Brave was 2012. Wow. Yeah. And Tang- Tangled is the ultimate quarantine princess. Like The kingdom is called Corona. <laughs> yeah, see? Oh. oh, my God. That's funny. Oh, oh wow. When I was looking, looking back at all the like official princesses and everything, too, I was kind of struck by... My, my first go-to is that I like the like hand-drawn 2D animation of it all, and like that's yeah. kind of where I'm like, oh, that I prefer that, I prefer that. But mm-hmm. I recently rewatched Moana, and I was like floored by how gorgeous that movie is, especially the end with, like, oh my God. it's insane. It's one so of my favorite endings of any movie. Oh yeah, that 
that last song with with oh yeah, it's just stunning. Wait till you yeah. see Raya. Yeah. The animation is so good in that. Movie. Yes. Yeah, good, good, good. So also, like the ending, man. I bawled at that ending. Not the very yeah. end, but towards the end of that movie. Oh yeah. my god, the last third of that movie, I was an emotional wreck. Yeah, the the animation. I mean, that's like the the classical hand painted is beautiful, but now these like digitally, yeah, they're just getting more and more. It's very gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And if you like princess dresses, both all the outfits that Raya and her girlfriend wear are just so beautiful, and I love them. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you you right. sold me. I'm watching it this weekend. <laughs> awesome. And, and it's a, it's it's in the title, but dragons. Yeah. Well, dragons. that's the other thing too. I mean, not to keep like hijacking the conversation, but I was also thinking when, when I was first looking at the list, I was like, there's lots of magic in these movies and everything. Yeah. And yes, there is, but it's really only Rapunzel that has any kind of magic and Elsa, everyone else. There's like other people that do like, obviously in, in Beauty and the Beast, like the castles under a spell yeah. mm-hmm. and Ursula has magic and King China has magic, but like none of the other, and there's princesses. none of the other princesses themselves have it besides Elsa who yeah. may or may not be but- a princess. And Rapunzel. But there's, ma- but yeah, there's magic in the movie in some aspects. In the movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in my mind, I was just like, oh yeah, they all got That's magic. Like all the princesses have magic, but they really don't. It's like just around them. They're like in a magical world, but then themselves, aside from Rapunzel, I was. That's so cool. I'm just thinking about like even Mulan. There's magic, even if it's not her doing the magic, and like Pocahontas. There's like Grandmother Willow, and there's like all. There's so many. That's yeah. so cool. Sleeping yeah. Beauty. It's all fairies. Yeah. 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 Every every movie has it in some element. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, Neil, did you have anything you want to say about the changing princesses? Well, it, it basically what everybody else said. My wife, too, she said she doesn't like the whole damsel in distress thing, so she didn't like the movies growing up. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm stronger. And to let you guys know, I just watched Brave today. That's the first time I'd ever seen it. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know why I hadn't. And yeah, I was in tears at the end. It was, yeah. it was Absolutely. good. And I first saw Raya last week, and yep. they're they're just they're just getting better. Yeah, you know, they're yeah. more stronger and. Yep, so good. So yeah, good. but everybody else pretty much said it all. So yeah, very cool. Yeah, I mean, I was still. I'm Sarah said the my, the, it was like such a profound thing to me. Frozen, but the, both versions of the yeah. women. One who is independent, finding out who she is on herself, and the other one, you know, also have the relationship with her sister, but was falling in love with, you know, my favorite. I, I'm so attracted to him. I've never been attracted to an animated person, but uh, Frozen, never in my life. Kristoff, not Han, Christoph right? is the hottest okay. man oh, I've ever <laughs> met in my entire... If they can make a real-life Kristoff... Yeah, they I'm, do. It's that act. I, 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 yeah, it was finally I understood why people are attracted to animated characters. Oh, I've, I've never, had that, animated never had that yeah. experience. But when I saw Kristoff, I was like, oh, I totally get it. So anyways, that's just a side note. Was anybody else more attracted to the beast than when he turned into a prince at the end? Because I definitely oh, yeah, was. The, the, Christ, the prince, <laughs> yeah. The, the end wasn't the. I mean, like you spend no. more time with the with the guy with him as a human. A, I mean, like, I wasn't attracted to either of them, but I feel like that is, like, so common that I feel like it's rarer for people to be more attracted to Adam than the Beast. Yeah. yeah. But I do appreciate that Belle was even hesitant, right? She was like, who, who this? 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. She tries to like put the pedal back. She's like, no. no. <laughs> bring him back. Bring him back. Does it doesn't she say in the new in the live action something about like he should grow a beard or has, Yeah, and then he growls he at her facial hair or something once he's turned. Yeah. <laughs> love it. I love it. All right, guys. I was just gonna say, can I answer the last question? Oh, I'm sorry, yes. Yes, go right ahead. Okay, so I feel like, I don't feel like most of the princesses are damsels in distress, even some of the older ones, especially not Cinderella, because she actually kind of saves herself in the in the uh, animated one. But I do feel like you can definitely see like a change. Like for the first new uh, movies, I feel like where you get like the damsel in distress thing is it's like not just the princess, but almost all the characters are driven by the plot. They do what they need to do because that's what the plot of the film is. Like none of the characters get all that much character development, except usually the, the humorous side characters. So it's like in sleep uh, in snow white, like the only one who really kind of has a defined character are the dwarves and like sleeping beauty. It's the three fairies who have like the most character and that kind of stuff. Um, and like the princes themselves are also equally kind of like, I don't want to say bland because that sounds mean, but just like, it, do what they do to exist for the plot whereas like mm. starting with Ariel and going through to mm, let's say Mulan but you could also include Tiana in this if you wanted to they're more about self-actualization I think than the plot so the 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 role of the princess is not to be the part of the plot but is to like be have their dreams and desires actualized um, I like that. And then I feel like once you get to especially Rapunzel and through to modern day, the princess is more of like an action hero role. Um, mm -hmm. So it's less, I mean, like, I'm not saying that you don't have like a self-actualization component, but like, as far as like what drives the plot, it's more of like an action component as to like, I want to be where the people are. I want to get out of this, like, you know, town in the middle of nowhere <laughs> you know it's it's yeah. more like oh i have to defeat this villain or like do like that mm -hmm. and then i think if i had to predict like where they would be going forward it seems like specifically with frozen 2 and raya it almost seems more like princesses respond to society and that's kind of like what the, drives the plot so like in frozen 2 you have anna and elsa kind of they're not battling like a big bad per se. They're battling like their own family's history of like oppression of indigenous people and mm -hmm. trying to rectify that. And then with like Raya, you have, you do have the monsters, but they're like symbolic, very odd, like literally, not literally symbolic, but they are explicitly symbolic of like hatred and distrust amongst peoples. That's so discord. And so mm -hmm. I feel like, and you have that a little with Moana as well. And so I feel like if we look kind of like, they're still kind of like in the action knee center now, but I think that like that seems to be the direction that they're moving. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what Disney princess movies are coming out next. That's what I wanted I, to ask like, the group. I, I wanted to ask if someone knew what the anything. next thing. Yeah. I haven't heard anything. Uh, What's the next Disney princess? We do know. The only one I know of for sure is the live action Little Mermaid. Yes. Um, which yes. is like, you know, long in production, which I'm excited but hesitant about. Um, but yeah. I don't know animated wise what the next one is. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I know there's a new Pixar movie that looks really awesome, but I it's not a Disney. Well, we go back to the discussion. There's a female main character, but I don't know if it's meant to 
be yeah. a Disney. Podcast. I know that they're coming out with an enchanted sequel, Disenchanted, which mm-hmm. might be partially animated. Um, so excited uh, for that. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't talk about Giselle. Yeah. Giselle. Mm-hmm. All right. So I was, I was reading too. Sorry. Yes. I was reading that, that one of the reasons why they can't make Giselle an anime or a Disney princess official is because then they have to pay Amy Adams for her likeness every time they sold something. So they were like, oh, wow. eh, Giselle, Giselle, you ain't, you ain't a princess. You're not an official <laughs> Disney princess. We're not oh, doing that. No. <laughs> Sorry, Amy. You don't get that Disney money. That's a lot of, that's a lot of Disney money she would get too. Because yeah. she has really pretty dresses. Like I could see a, a figurine or, yeah. you know, yeah. costume yep. Yep. of Giselle. If we're counting, oh, I love meeting new friends, and it's like rats and roaches. I love it. <laughs> I guess if we're gonna count like all female protagonists as Disney princesses, like the girl from Encanto, maybe the same. I don't know because I don't know. If- I haven't. Oh, Mar- yeah, Maribel, that's the- right. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Is that the next movie coming out? Right. Okay. Yeah, it looks really cool. That she could good. be a Disney princess, right? Yeah, I maybe. Mean, we'll see. All right, guys. Well, thank you for discussing. This was a lot of fun discussing Disney princesses. And uh, I, I, obviously, this isn't the end. There'll be plenty more princesses coming out. Yeah. Um, plenty, pl- plenty more debate on what makes a Disney princess a princess. But before we go, I want to make sure I promote, because I know several of you guys do things uh, social media-wise. So if you want to promote anything, uh, podcast, uh, YouTube, or anything like that, let me know. Uh, and I know Sarah has one. So Sarah, you want to start? Oh, sure. Um, you guys can find me over at Smells Like Teen Angst. It's my YouTube channel where we review uh, anything angsty. So it's anything from like teen shows to horror movies, because what's more angsty than that? <laughs> nice, nice. And obviously, I'll have all this information in our... Uh, show notes so i'll have links and everything there so you can go there if you don't have a pen and paper and can't write it down now uh vinnie do you have anything you want to promote no but everyone can follow me on social media and i'll talk to anybody about disney disney princesses or villains or princes <laughs> whatever you want um i'm i'm at at our wiggum rules on everything because it was my aim screen name in college so it stuck with me nice i love ralph wiggum so yeah nice <laughs> melly you don't have anything Haley doesn't have anything I got nothing. I'm just a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Neil, you're good. Yeah, I'm good. All right. And then, of course, you can always find me at Geeky Fanboy on all social medias. Uh, I'm now on TikTok at Kenny's Collection, sharing my uh, toy collection. Uh, you can do that on Instagram as well. But at Geeky Fanboy will pretty much be everything. Thank you again, guys, for joining me for Disney Princesses. And this was a great conversation, a fun roundtable. And we will talk to you guys again soon. Bye, everybody. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that roundtable. As I said, we had a lot of fun. Lots of in-depth discussions about Disney princesses, where they came from, uh, you know, what we hope to see in the future, how they've changed over the decades. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Let me know your thoughts. You can go ahead and email me at thegeekroundtable at gmail.com. I would love to hear your thoughts or if you have any other suggestions or any topics you wish for us to discuss or if you want to join me as a guest host, please go ahead and email me. And once again, I'd like to thank my guest host, Neil, Sarah, Vinny, Melody, and Haley. And of course, I want to thank my amazing listeners for coming back each month and enjoying our roundtables. So until next time, guys, take care. I want to take a moment and thank my supporters on Patreon. I really do appreciate your monthly donations. It helps counter some of the costs 
that come with producing podcasts each month. So I really do appreciate your support. If you guys want to help me out and be a monthly donator or just give a contribution one time for one month, you can find me on Patreon. Just look up Geeky Fanboy Productions and I would really appreciate it. Thanks again, guys. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Attention, attention. Are you a fan of MASH, one of the most groundbreaking television series in history? Then take a listen to the MASH 4077 podcast, where hosts discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. So come and find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 podcast or online at www.mash4077podcast.com. The Geek Roundtable Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license, all rights reserved.